1: Well, happy new year. I hope you're all excited about the promise and potential of 2022. I know I am. If you missed it on Friday with SBJ Unpacks, we send out a primer of sports business stories we are watching in the weeks and months to come. If you missed it, check it out on our newsletter page or let me know and I'll send it to you. So this is your Morning Buzzcast for Monday, January 3rd. I'm Abe Madcore, the first Buzzcast of 22. Good to be back with you. Let's start with the NHL, because the NHL certainly has had a challenging month with game postponements, Opting out of the Beijing Olympics, but the league got a postcard perfect winter classic on Saturday night at Target Field in Minneapolis, where the Blues defeated the Wild in front of nearly 40,000 cold fans the weather was 6 below at the puck drop that made it the coldest outdoor game in NHL history but that's exactly what the NHL I believe wanted it made for great theater these events these winter classics are huge for the local team and local activation and local interest you saw great visuals of target field this game certainly delivered for the NHL and the wild let's shift to college football one week from tonight We will have Alabama-Georgia and the CFP Championship January 10th at Lucas Oil Field, a rematch of the SEC title game. Georgia is the slight favorite, and this will surely reopen arguments for an expanded CFP. There are many sides to that story, which we'll get into, but you had two more Blowouts for the semifinals, certainly not what CFP leaders wanted. Georgia led 27-3 to at halftime. That was the second largest margin through 30 minutes of a playoff game. CFP leaders know they have to shift things around. They have to mix things up because everyone I talked to expressed almost uh, blowout fatigue. Or as I heard time and again, the SEC is just too good. But the question does become, are there more teams deserving of a shot at the national title? If you let more teams in, it doesn't mean it will be more competitive. If anything, this just shined a brighter light on the, I would say, non-competitive balance that we have in college football. You have the SEC and you have everybody else. So it's a definite challenge for the CFP leaders who are scheduled to meet in early January to discuss the next steps on the future of the college football playoffs. Staying with college football, one of the most influential leaders in college sports, obviously, is Greg Sankey, commissioner of the SEC. And if you get time, read the New York Times profile of him over the weekend. The Times called him one of the foremost gatekeepers to the future of college sports. Sankey got Oklahoma and Texas to the SEC. He's a leading voice in the expansion of the college football playoff. He is also leading Division I and rewriting its constitution and the rules for Division I, which is a huge undertaking. Greg Sankey always prepared. He doesn't seek the spotlight or talk just for the sake of talking. When Greg Sankey speaks, he has a message to give. And when he speaks, certainly others in sports listen. So it's certainly worth a read if you have the time. One other strong read if you have time from the weekend is former Big Ten Commissioner Jim Delaney, who's been very low-key. He spoke to the Columbus Dispatch. Delaney was inducted into the Rose Bowl Hall of Fame on Thursday, spoke to the Columbus Dispatch afterward. He spoke about the changing landscape in college sports. He said while it will take some time, He hopes that over the next five to seven years, college sports will find a little bit more balance. He also implied college sports may need some help from Washington and some oversight and a little bit less competition. He also said, not surprisingly, he didn't see all the changes in college sports coming. He didn't foresee the Supreme Court decision on Alston. He didn't foresee, of course, COVID coming. And he said he's very glad he left when he did. Jim Delaney doesn't speak very often. So again, another good read from a longtime leader in college sports. And I'll end with this. The sponsorship of the bowl game season for me? Well, hat tip to Duke's Mayonnaise. They, of course, sponsor the Duke's Mayo Bowl right here in my hometown of Charlotte, North Carolina. But I was out of town for most of last week. But whenever I check the news All I could see was news about Duke's Mayonnaise. They certainly won the buzz around the bowl sponsorship season, especially with the Duke Mayo bath of South Carolina winning coach Shane Beamer. Duke's Mayonnaise has been a relatively newcomer to sports sponsorship, but it made a real social media uh, buzzworthy impact with its sponsorship of the Duke's Mayo Bowl here in Charlotte. So hat tip. To Duke's mayonnaise. Let's move on to the NFL. A wild weekend of games, but great to see the NFL hold a moment of silence in honor of John Madden before this weekend's games. It was really cool to see each of the networks weave in some of Madden's best moments during their respective broadcasts. They brought in old footage of uh, Madden with Pat Summerall or Madden with Al Michaels. It was great to relive and hear that voice of John Madden. Meanwhile, Electronic Arts, which of course has produced the Madden video game since 1988, tells The Athletic that the company has a deal in place to use John Madden's name and likeness in perpetuity. EA has not said yet what it will do to honor John Madden, but said that plans are in the works, so we'll keep an eye on EA's plans to honor John Madden. Let's give credit to WNBA Las Vegas Aces owner Mark Davis, who hired current Spurs assistant coach Becky Hammond over the weekend as the team's new head coach. Remember, Mark Davis's father, Al Davis, was a pioneer when it came to providing opportunities, and now Mark Davis is stepping up as well in hiring Becky Hammond. Hammond will finish the season with the Spurs and then take over in Las Vegas before the 22 season. The contract is for five years, and it makes Becky Hammond the WNBA's highest-paid head coach. Now, former Aces coach Bill Lambeer, he'll remain with the organization, but Mark Davis making a big step in signing Becky Hammond to a five-year deal as the team's new head coach, making her the highest paid coach in the WNBA. And this does continue a trend for Mark Davis. Remember, he brought on former LSU coach Nikki Vargas as the team president in January. So Mark Davis putting his imprint on the Las Vegas Aces. And the good story of the day, let's end with this. I found this a great story. Outgoing Iowa Cubs owner, Michael Gartner, who is selling his minor league baseball team to Endeavor, that's part of Endeavor's acquisition of a number of minor league baseball teams. The deal closed around Christmas, but Gartner, who is 83 years old, wanted to give employees a gift. So he told employees to come to the ballpark, he handed out envelopes that had checks worth $2,000 for every year each employee had worked for the team. $600,000 in total for the 23 full-time workers. So employees who worked in accounting or marketing or ticket sales or maintenance or other areas received checks for $4,000 to up to $70,000. That's a great parting gift from Gartner, who was the team's majority owner for 22 years until the sale closed last Tuesday to Endeavor. So, Michael Gardner certainly giving a very warm goodbye and a great gift to his employees of the Iowa Cubs. Hat tip to him. So, that is your morning buzzcast. It is Monday, January 3rd. Hope everybody is ready to start a new week, a new year. I made Madcore great to be with you. Remember, stay healthy. Be good to each other. I'll speak to you tomorrow.
0: Welcome to Irvine, California, where it's easy to play like pros. At the heart of Irvine's competitive culture is Great Park, the region's premier 194-acre multi-sport complex, equipped for youth teams to Olympians and everything in between. Plus, Great Park's expansion is underway. With near-perfect weather and a thriving sports scene, Irvine is the place to play. Visit DestinationIrvine.com for more information.